Hello everyone, I'm Michela. Welcome to a new episode of Equal Home, a podcast from Equal Esade. In this episode, we would like to tell you uh, about an extremely important woman in Italian society. She is Frida Levi Montalcini and her importance is due to her strength, persistence and perseverance. You may be wondering why you would want to know about her. We think she was an amazing woman because she had a kind of strength that is not easy to find. She knew that it would not be easy for her to live her life as she wanted it to be, dedicated to the research in the field of medicine because it was considered to be an activity for men. She knew this, but she kept going, working harder than men would have had to do, and this is what allowed her to be who she was. She's important as a woman because she made a change for other women. One girl alone cannot change the mentality of this society, but sometimes it is necessary to have uh, one woman who shows so bluntly her strength and capabilities and reminds us all that there is and there has to be room for both women and men in this society. Just to give you an idea before entering into further details, she has been a neurologist and an academic, for which she won a Nobel Prize in 1986. And she has also been an Italian senator. She was also the first woman to attend the Pontifical Academy of Sciences, which is an important Italian academy that wants to further progress in the fields of mathematics, sciences and physics, but that is also strictly uh, related to the church. So taking into account the patriarchal history and general posture of the church, it was a big step to be the first one in attending this academy. She survived the Holocaust because she managed to hide, and at the same time she somehow managed to continue her research on the nervous system. Rita Levy was such a strong woman, she never gave up her career, not during the war and not after that when she already was in her 30s and therefore could have been considered old enough to abandon her studies and research. Well, now trying to know her better, where was she from? How did she grow up? How did she become such an inspiring future? First of all, to put her in context, we must know that she was born in 1909 in Turin and died in 2012 at 103 years old in, in Rome. Rita came from a Hebrew family. Her father was an electronic engineer and her mother was uh, a painter. She also had a brother, a sister and a twin sister. They all grew up in a cloudless and peaceful environment, at least during the years of their youthness and adolescence. While their parents uh, had always encouraged them to appreciate the intellectual research, to have a good method of reasoning, so well, Rita, her sisters and, and her brother had always been encouraged to do so. However, despite this encouragement, It is also important to bear in mind that the mindset of that period was not so free as I've been picturing it. The Victorian age had exported its values in Italy as well, so there was a strong socialization process in those years, meaning that the roles of men and women were very different in the society of that era. The father, for instance, despite uh, encouraging them on pursuing such intellectual activities, also thought that a professional career would have distracted its daughters from being good wives and, in general terms, good women. Despite her father's opposition, she studied medicine and here it is when she develops her uh, interest in the nervous system, a topic on which she will start researching and that will give her the Nobel Prize. Finally, she got her degree with the best possible results. However, this calm period ended with the establishment of the Russian laws in Italy, 
which forced her to leave several times. So it's 1938 and she was working as a volunteer assistant in a clinic, but she was suspended due to the Russian laws. She understands that uh, she has to leave the country, but she does not flee until she finishes her studies in the Pontifical Academy, which however happens shortly after the laws were published in 1938. So uh, she moves to Belgium and rejoins her family, and then on Christmas Day 1939, so less than one year later, she returns to Turin, her city, with her sister and her sister's family. There she builds a little laboratory in, in the house, and shortly after, her beloved teacher, who had also fled the country, returns to Turin, and he will become Rita's first and only assistant. In 1941, a bombing hits Turin, so she's forced to move again, with all her, her laboratory and research. Then again, in 1943, Germany invades Italy, so she has to move once more. Finally, they get to Florence, where they manage to hide during the worst years of the war, which are the years of the Holocaust. She and her family were um, distributed in various flats. They changed flats frequently to try and stay safe. There was even a time when they were about to be taken to concentration camps, but a maid let them know before, so she saved them. Finally, in 1944, the Allied forces Germany uh, to leave Italy, and Rita becomes a doctor in uh, Anglo-American headquarters. However, she realizes that being a doctor is not her field, that she does not feel totally comfortable with that, and therefore once the war ends in 1945, she returns to Turin and continues her studies. In 1946, she finally met Victor Hamburger, which is the biologist whose studies she had been analyzing and experimenting on uh, for all those years. As a fact, he invites her to the Washington University in order to follow the research. She was convinced she would stay in the US just a few months, but she ended up staying there for 30 years, until 1977. During these years, she discovered some very relevant things about the growth of tumors, which will later be of fundamental importance for other illnesses as well, such as uh, well, Alzheimer and Parkinson. Also, she was offered to become a professor at Washington University, therefore she had been teaching as well during all those years. Then, in 1986, she received uh, a Nobel Prize, and some years later her novel was contested by an Italian public executive, who affirmed that the Nobel had been won because of bribing the Nobel Foundation. Of course, this was not true, and the Nobel Foundation intervened in her defense. Then Rita, well, also, she also gave part of the money to the Hebrew community. The following year, she received the National Medal of Science, given to her by former US President Reagan, and which is the most important prize in the scientific field in the US. During these years, she did not only further her research in the US while also teaching, but she also worked in Italy, and she founded a research group in those same years, the 60s, in collaboration with the Washington University, where she was already working. Moreover, she covered other important roles in the Italian community, always in fields uh, related to science and medical research. So besides that, she was uh, ambassador for the FAO organization, president of the Italian Encyclopedia Institute, president of the Association for the Research on Multiple Sclerosis. In the 70s, she participated to a women's liberation movement in Italy that was fighting for the regulation of the abortion. And these are, well, just few of the many things she did during her life. Then in 2012, she died, leaving behind her a wave of consciousness 
about the capacity of women, the achievements she did, serving as inspiration for the Italian community in general. She always believed that women and men have the same biological possibilities and that women can achieve exactly the same things as men. She said this openly more than once. That was Rita Levi Montalcini, an extremely strong woman that left a big mark in Italy and in the field of, of science. She challenged many stereotypes along her life, and these are all reasons to consider her as an inspiring figure. Well, thanks to everyone who is listening right now. Also, if you want to stay tuned, follow us on Instagram at equallowbarisade and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you.